Welcome to Pulp and Paper Radio International, the first place to hear the latest in worldwide pulp and paper news. We're coming to you from Duluth, Georgia, in the United States. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this Sunday, November 26, 2023 edition of Nips by Pulp and Paper Radio International. I am your host, Steve Roush. Now, in this special edition, we have an interview with Alfred Becker of SAP. We'll have that interview right after these messages. When you're thinking of bailers, the very best in versatility, innovation, safety, and performance comes from Seabright Products. Since 1984, Seabright has been serving the waste handling and recycling industry with equipment that is designed and built to last. Whatever your need is for a baler, big or small, Seabright Products can help. Give them a call today, 800-253-0532, or check them out at www.seabrightproducts.com. Looking for an industrial general contractor who specializes in equipment installation and maintenance? With over 133 years' experience in the pulp and paper industry, C.R. Meyer has the knowledge, skill, and experience for any project. From simple small projects to complex large challenges, call C.R. Meyer. We have skilled craftspeople, project managers, architects, and engineers available to capture and construct your vision. Complete your next project to the highest standards safely. Contact C.R. Meyer at 800-236-6650 or crmeyer.com. This is Jim Thompson of Paparitalo Publications. Today we again are speaking to Alfred Becker of SAP. Hi, Jim. Alfred, welcome back. The title of today's podcast I optimize everything but production suggests you really don't want to optimize production. <laughs> provoking. Well, I I had several scenarios described in previous episodes already. Many of these related to production optimization. And when discussing optimization, this is the natural area of choice for many paper companies as it can impact profitability a lot. But Applying technology is not limited to production, of course. And in this episode, I wanted to share some interesting examples of use cases besides production. And I strongly suggest every company not to restrict ideas or possible business transformation to production, but to look at any process that can benefit from technology. Well, okay, so let's hear what you have brought to us today. I wanted to start with optimizing asset performance. So OEE or overall equipment effectiveness is is still one of the most important KPIs impacting profitability and the ability to get products into customers' hands as expected. Of course, one of the main areas that impact OEE are the process settings on all the machines. We all know that Companies are not keen on sharing all their detailed settings for their paper production. But I think there is an option to share more data on standard assets like or an electric drive that could benefit everyone. But one company 
may not operate statistically relevant numbers of one module because often a, a mix of brands of pumps or drives is installed. Combining data from multiple users of the same type of machinery would allow manufacturers to improve algorithms that, for example, enable predictive maintenance. So sharing data through a network can optimize asset performance by increasing machine uptime and product quality, creating a win-win situation for all stakeholders, both machine suppliers and operators. This is particularly important for manufacturers who lack the amount of data needed to fuel robust analytics algorithms. Interesting. I can almost feel you have further examples in the asset performance space. <laughs> I'm too easy to read. <laughs> yes, I, I have another example. <laughs> I, I've seen many companies being able to benchmark performance of builds, shifts, products, but not necessarily of parts of, for example, the paper machine, in case various vendors procure the same part. Analysis gets more difficult the smaller the impact of the risk calculating a view that really allows comparing performance of single parts while there is a need for eliminating all effects caused by whether different order sequence, different machine operator, and so on. So it's a statistical problem. The example I have in mind is from a German paper producer who found out that depending on which supplier provided that the wire mesh for the wet section of their paper machine, it, it consumes more energy. So this information can, of course, be used to either replace the part with a more economic belt <laughs> or to negotiate prices with that supplier next time you buy it. Okay, that was still close to being production related. And uh, I'll add that uh, that wire section uh, efficiency is an extremely important issue. Um, yeah, and you're right, it's still close to production related, but well, this is an asset intensive industry. Uh, but here's the use case of a totally different kind. Look, the risk of fire is very high in a paper mill as fiber dust is everywhere, is highly flammable and can get in direct contact with electrical systems. So. Innovative monitoring of electric current enables potential sources of electrical ignition to be identified at an early stage, even before a fire outbreak happens. So a certified concept of fire prevention will reduce the risk, therefore decrease insurance rate. And that's somewhat unexpected, but also increase worker safety and avoid downtimes. Hmm. Well, I think you mentioned the use of drones for improving plant maintenance in a mill through visual inspection uh, in a previous discussion we had. Can you can you describe further use cases? Yeah, I I wouldn't relate this directly to the drone technology itself, but I'd rather say using a drone allows for taking pictures from unusual perspectives. So combining this with image processing allows for some really interesting use cases. When drones and cameras are being used, for example, to estimate 
volume and quantity of wood piles serving as input material for paper production. So this can provide a rough overview about stocks easily. And by the way, we've created an, a nice demo showing the use of drones for plant maintenance, for example. But others use drones to support, for example, their silviculture process. Um, drone imagery can be as granular as to identify single trees. So this is in use, for example, at palm oil plantations of one of our customers. Image, rec sorry, image recognition allows them to identify the level of health of single trees. And they take corrective measures like box spraying if a certain amount of trees seems not okay. So obviously also Organizations like uh, FSC, um, Forestry Stewardship Council, they run map-based solutions based on current satellite data to find out if someone has cut down primary forests and claims to have harvested certified woods. Uh, satellite data can be combined with drone data to also predict, I don't know, directions of wildfires or, or the risk of landslides. So this has many further use cases that depend on characteristics of topography of an area, also for harvesting planning and work permit management. Does, uh, Alfred, does SAP offer such technology-related solutions across all lines of business? Well, here is my point. Not all solutions need to be provided by us. So there's a broad offering, but SAP offers a platform that allows partners to realize their own ideas while making best use of their industry expertise or technology-related expertise. And here's a partner example. On, on Goods Receipt, cameras are being used at a very large U.S. paper producer to identify characteristics of tree logs like diameter, wood type, and even level of decay by scanning logs on a truck. Of course, such detailed visual analysis requires very controlled light conditions. So trucks drive into a large kind of tent or shed and artificial light can be used, plus dozens of cameras, by the way. Um, our partner, Kognak, for example, can process the image data, which allows for accurate goods receipt postings with less disputes regarding delivered goods. And it helps fully automate the goods receipt process. Um, so that's very interesting. Do you have further partner examples? On goods receipt, no, well, maybe on stock management. Um, another partner of SAP offers 3D warehousing with a virtual display of an entire warehouse, um, even with an augmented reality mode to overlay virtual information with reality. So it can show, for example, a single role in a stack of roles or identify multiple roles based on whatever selection criteria. So this virtual display is built on stock information from the ERP system and warehousing systems. So it helps identifying, for example, aging roles and their location in a stack, in a search location. Or it helps with picking smarter in using upper roles for 
customer to free old stock located below. Now, a further use case would be identifying the position of all roles which belong to a certain order to more quickly execute logistics operations. But of course, the identification of roles doesn't stop at logistic use cases. What do you mean by this? Or more precisely, what comes beyond logist logistics? Yeah, I, I had in mind the logical dependency or the, the origin of roles regarding MRP or production levels. You know, something like this role was tapped out of that mother role. And then you can understand where this comes from. But it's also related to product certification, like made from FSC certified wood. Uh, this kind of product origin and product genealogy has gained much importance recently. And, and we see many use cases. Um, I feel sustainability has always been important to the paper and packaging industry, but the recent shift in its importance to customers, also employees, even shareholders, have put more pressure on this industry to do more. And paper or paper packaging have a good reputation in these regards because it can be recycled and it's maybe made from renewable resources, but that message can be strengthened by certified product origin or ensuring the paper will be collected and recycled. Well, sustainability is on everyone's mind from manufacturing to customers. Alfred, do you have some use cases regarding sustainability? Yeah, how often do you check the tracking and expected arrival of orders that come to your house? Pretty often, I think, like all of us. So we've come to expect to know every small step of the status of our personal Amazon orders. Now manufacturers are also seeing the value of this information. By gaining end-to-end visibility on the supply chains, manufacturers can react quickly to unexpected events and they can reduce inventory. My future vision goes further than just how manufacturers can today track products along supply chains. Um, so, of course, this is still a desirable outcome. By collaborating with partners, retailers, and others, they can share data and make use of common systems to establish true end-to-end -end visibility for all players and plan the network accordingly. Well, that's quite a vision yet to come. I'm sure there is more tracking than just packages. Uh, yes, indeed. I, I wanted to elaborate a bit more on the tracking and genealogy thing. I mean, if you decompose the topic, product tracking is indeed not only for answering the notorious question, where's my order? <laughs> uh, it's, it's also for materials. For example, in case there was a quality issue and you really want to understand where this defective product came from, so identifying the mother role, for example, then you could find out which other products were made from this and notify your customers proactively of potential problems and mitigation options. So that's what I meant when I said that the origin of roles regarding MRP or production level matter. But it's 
it also allows for proving products are certified. Okay. But but how will this information reach the customers? Yeah, that's a concern. I mean, sharing such data with your customers can happen today already, for example, through a cloud-based solution or blockchain, in case you really need to prove something or provide auditable information. The issue won't be sharing with one customer, I guess, but imagine the number of suppliers a large consumer product company has. They, they do not only expect their suppliers to provide information about the wrap product, but also about the wrapping or any other component. So if I remember correctly, uh, Procter & Gamble asked for this information and suppliers provide that today, for example, through uh, a solution called Radix Tree Cloud that can, by the way, nicely integrate with SAP. Um, customers will ask, I mean, customers, I, I mean, end consumers will ask for such information too. For example, something like, is the packaging or wrapping made of recycled resources, or is it recyclable, or made from certified wood? So they have the same questions. I can imagine that companies will think of how to become more sustainable in these regards, and this opens a totally new space for packaging producers, so they could consult their customers on minimizing carbon footprint of their products in designing and choosing the right packaging materials. Well, that sounds like a new business model for packaging companies. You mentioned blockchain. That's a buzzword in everyone's mind. What role can this play? Manufacturers can instill trust and probably more efficiently comply with stringent regulatory requirements by having access to a continuous and complete digital record along the value chain. This allows them to ensure that suppliers follow the agreed production processes and deliver harmless or certified products. Suppliers can use these records as a proof in warranty conditions, uh, sorry, in warranty discussions. <laughs> um, companies in the food and pharmaceutical industries are already building data alliances to achieve these benefits, by the way. Of course, the question remains who will operate the blockchain node for a group of players. But there are positive examples. For example, from international shipping, um, producers, freight forwarders, customers, insurers all have the same interest. They want to know at any point in time where are the goods, who owns them legally, who has them physically, who's supposed to pick them up and who is not. So this data can be made available to multiple players easily through blockchain. Everyone can collaboratively work on that data, for example, for updating status, but it's hard to manipulate. And that prevents from theft, and the goods will reach their intended target. Well, thank you, Alfred. This is Jim Thompson with Paparitalo Publications. We've been talking to Alfred Becker of SAP on the subject, Optimize Everything But Production. Thanks for listening to Pulp and Paper Radio International.
Well, that's our show for the day, folks. Have a great week, everyone. Be safe, and thank you for listening to Pulp and Paper Radio International. Thank you for listening to our show today. We appreciate your support. Make sure you're always reading the highest-ranked e-newsletters in the worldwide pulp and paper industry. They are GlobalPaperMoney.com and NipImpressions.com. This program has been produced by Pulp and Paper Radio International, now in its 11th year of delivering worldwide pulp and paper news when and where the listener desires. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. And remember, whatever you do, please do it safely. We'll be talking to you soon. Mm-hmm.